This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. Energy costs have gone up for West Virginians in the past couple of years. Local governments in the state have been some of the most vocal opponents of utility rate increases. Make no mistake about it, Appalachian Power Company writes a request for a new rate increase before the one that's even obtained. That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. House Democrats held a halfway through the session press conference on Thursday. Randy Yoey has more. House Democrats said too many Republican proposed bills infringe on people's constitutional and personal rights. They said legislators are more focused on putting guns in classrooms than teachers in classrooms. They voiced concerns over supermajority bills they say would defund the police and make it easier to reverse local anti-discrimination ordinances. House Minority Leader Doug Scaff from Kanawha County said Republican priorities are skewed at best. What have we done to fix our roads, public education, mental health in this state, PEIA, foster care, help our counties in need with the ARPA funds that were supposed to be designated to help them get back on their feet? House Democrats said many of the bills that Republicans and Democrats do agree on never advance. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yoey in Charleston. The federal government has extended the public comment period on the Mountain Valley Pipeline. Curtis Tate has more. The Mountain Valley Pipeline needs to cross three and a half miles of the Jefferson National Forest along the border between West Virginia and Virginia. Public comment on a supplemental environmental impact statement was supposed to end this week. But the U.S. Forest Service has extended the comment period to February 21st. The 303-mile natural gas pipeline is a top priority for state leaders. But environmental groups have succeeded in slowing it down in court. The 4th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Richmond, Virginia, has overturned prior permitting decisions favorable to the pipeline. Last year, the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission gave the pipeline's builders another four years to complete the project. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Curtis Tate in Charleston. Energy costs have gone up for West Virginians in the past couple of years. Local governments in the state have been some of the most vocal opponents of utility rate increases. For the legislature today, Curtis Tate spoke with Emmett Pepper, a member of the Charleston City Council, and Kent Carper, president of the Kanawha County Commission. Both men would like the legislature to get more involved in the effort. Recently, uh, the Public Service Commission ruled uh, against Appalachian Power, which was requesting a $297 million recovery from ratepayers uh, on account of fuel costs. And uh, Commissioner Carper, you had spoken out against that, and you've also asked the legislature to get involved. Uh, what can you tell me about that? Well, to me, it makes uh, perfect sense, and thank you for allowing me to be here in Public Service Radio. I, I will just say this, uh, people can't afford this, and we've asked the legislature to cap utility bills. They like to talk about capping other things, and there's nothing wrong with that. Utility bills have gotten ridiculous. Uh, make no mistake about it, Appalachian Power Company writes a request for a new rate increase before the one that's even uh, obtained. The fact that this was denied is fantastic news. It's the first time I've seen anything like this. It's the largest utility rate increase in history, and it's the largest one ever denied. But while we're sitting here talking, their lawyers, their lobbyists are right back at it again. Well, and they, they have denied this request for, for the time being. They're actually re- reviewing uh, the 
you know, the, the company's uh, fuel procurement practices and stuff like that, uh, they could come back and, and consider it again. So They don't have to even have another hearing. They, can, they could grant it while we're sitting here talking. The Kanawha County Commission is in the process right now of filing another petition asking them to have meaningful public hearings before they grant this rate increase. It was an obscene amount to begin with. Have you heard back on this request for, uh, for a public hearing on this issue? No. Okay. Well, I, uh, another thing that the legislature is doing, I think as we speak right now, is they're, uh, they're talking about a resolution that would encourage uh, uh, Monpower, which is a, another major utility uh, in the state uh, electricity provider, uh, to purchase the Pleasance Power Station in Pleasance County. Uh, which is a 1300 megawatt facility employs about 150 people uh it's scheduled to shut down uh at the end of may but um you know uh some folks uh have been advocating for for mon power to buy the uh the power plant um and councilman pepper um on, in, in your work on behalf of energy efficient west virginia you've you said that that's a bad idea why is that a bad idea well, it's bad. It's bad. It's going to be bad for ratepayers. Um, and w what this is is it's a, a proposal to require uh, Mon Power and Potomac Edison customers to underwrite this power plant uh, in in the county. Now, uh, it's an important power plant to our, to the economy of the state. I understand that. Um, however, it doesn't have to be b bought by ratepayers. Uh, someone else could buy it. In fact, a different subsidiary of First Energy could buy it. Uh, and they and that subsidiary could operate it without affecting ratepayers, uh, and there's, so there's no reason for us to to be getting involved in this and picking winners, picking losers. I mean, I think just stepping back a little bit, what this legislature needs to be doing to help ratepayers is it actually needs to be conservative. It needs to have conservative principles. It needs to look into the free market for getting our electricity not using um, the government to pick winners and choosers, uh, winners and losers. Um, we need to be encouraging self-reliance uh, for individuals, families and businesses that want to meet their own energy needs on their own without government involvement and government creative monopolies involvement. We, we should be encouraging those things uh, of our citizens. And finally, if we're going to have these, these, uh, these monopoly utilities that are created by our government, um, they should be reliable, and we should be doing more uh, to make sure that we have reliable uh, energy. And you know, we, one of the things that we I've been hearing in the legislature is to, when they, people talk about reliability, they're saying they're saying something about where the generation comes from, and that's what's going to affect our reliability. But I'm sorry, all, all of my life in West Virginia, there have not been outages due to generation issues. There have been outages due to trees falling, branches, things things of that nature. We have. Most of the utilities in the state are the in the top five in the country, least reliable. Uh, more outages, Appalachian Power is the, is the worst one. And uh, so we need to be doing something about that. One thing we could be doing is we could be helping, in, giving people incentives, encouraging them to have battery backup so that they don't, if the power goes out, they at least don't lose, they don't have to have their lives interrupted. There are people in the state that have a full day out of their whole year that they suffer through no power. That was Emmett Pepper and Kent Carper speaking with Curtis Tate for the legislature today. To hear all of that interview, visit our website at wvpublic.org. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 751.
cloudy skies today with highs in the 40s and low 50s. Mostly cloudy tonight with lows in the 20s. Partly sunny Saturday, highs in the 40s. Mostly cloudy on Sunday with a chance of rain or snow, highs in the 30s and 40s. Support for the weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Taurus Save a Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at TaurusSaveAlaw.com. And by Marshall Health, providing comprehensive primary and specialty care throughout southern West Virginia and the tri-state region. More at MarshallHealth.org. This week's encore episode of Mountain Stage was recorded in Morgantown last April on the campus of West Virginia University with our friends at WVU Arts and Entertainment. Host Kathy Matea welcomes a special performance from folk music icon Janice Ian, who joined us on her final tour. Our song of the week is Ian's performance of her landmark hit from 1975, At Seventeen. It's one of many evergreen songs Ian has penned since she began songwriting at the age of 14. The song was awarded a Grammy in 1976 for Best Pop Vocal Performance, Female. I learned the truth at 17 that love was meant for beauty queens And high school girls with clear skin smiles Who married young and then retired The valentines I never knew The Friday night charades of youth Were spent on one more beautiful Seventeen, I learned the truth And those of us with ravaged faces Lacking in the social graces Desperately remained at home Inventing lovers on the phone Who called to say, come dance with me murmured vague obscenities It isn't all it seems At seventeen A brown-eyed girl in hand-me-downs Whose name I never could pronounce Said pity please the ones who serve Cause they only get what they deserve The rich relation to hometown queen Marries into what she needs With a guarantee of company And haven for the elderly So remember those who win the game Lose the love they sought to gain Debentures of quality 
in dubious integrity. Their small town eyes will gape at you in dull surprise when payment due exceeds accounts received at seventeen. performing at 17 on the mountain stage to hear the full performance and more tune in saturdays at six and sundays at noon right here on west virginia public broadcasting West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. Appalachia Health News is a project of West Virginia Public Broadcasting with support from Charleston Area Medical Center and Marshall Health. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, Randy Yoey, and Shepard Snyder. Eric Douglas is our news director, and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.